episode 71. I don't know how many people watch our podcast on our YouTube channel, but today we're doing this from home over Zoom. Um, I think people probably don't know that we're on YouTube. That we even have a YouTube channel. <laughs> well, surprise. Yeah, we do. Hey, today, today's episode 71. We're going to talk about like visiting other gyms today. You came from, yeah, you, oh, no, no, you started CrossFit with us and then went to a different gym. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> no, I just had to get the timeline right there. <laughs> went to two different gyms and then came back. And you visited a lot of gyms. Yeah, I've, I've been, been around the globe at different gyms. How many gyms do you think you've visited? Actually, probably not that much. Okay. So I feel like it goes two different ways when you travel. You're like either excited about dropping in at other gyms or you're just like, it's not the same. So I'm going to find something else to do. And you're like nervous. You don't want to mingle into this new community. You know, it's it's uncomfortable because it's not home, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, it's not my place. I don't... Sometimes I'm excited about it, but like most times I don't really go out of my way. Yeah, fair enough. Like usually if I'm traveling or something, like I'm taking a break, (laughs) but I, but I do like experiencing how other gyms do things because I think that's super valuable. Yeah. Challenging as challenging as it can be. Right. (laughs) I've picked up tidbits along the way, but I've also used them as standard comparison points too. Yep. For like our gym compared to other gyms. Yes. And how do we come out? Usually on the higher end. (laughs) My standards are very high. (laughs) Yeah. What was your last experience at a different gym? Like, cause you Um, went to one not that long ago. Yeah, I was in Arizona. It's kind of funny, I just said, I don't really go out of my way, but the one in the city where we stay closed down, so we actually had to go out of our way (laughs) to go to the gym. Um, Yeah, we walked in, like, first of all, beautiful, well, it was really dirty on the inside, but like, beautiful gym in terms of it, I think it was like 18,000 square feet, like it was massive. Yeah, it was there was a ton of space, both upstairs and downstairs. The upstairs, they had like all their therapy services and things like that. They had a look like a chiropractor up there at the time because they had like windows and you could watch him like treating people, which was weird. But yeah, I remember we walked in and like nobody, nobody greeted us. It was just, we, and like they knew we were coming. We paid our drop-in. They gave us a t-shirt at the same time too. Like it was like you paid your drop in and then got a free t-shirt, which that's another story. Um, and then, yeah, we walked into like the main area and nobody told us like where the changes were. Nobody kind of showed us where the equipment was. And I was watching other people go and get PVC and foam rollers. And finally this woman came up and she grabbed me and she's like, you're not from here, are you? And I was like, no, like I need some help. Where is everything? And she started like guiding me around and 
she was the only one that talked to us for about a good like 15 minutes before the coach started started her class it was she odd. just like a regular she was just like a regular member yeah yeah hmm. just somebody who was like aware of what was going on around her yeah that that is interesting I had a gym dog big bulldog he was pretty cute slobbery <laughs> yeah so things like things you grade other gyms on cleanliness friendliness like the welcoming attitude I judge their coaching and just kind of like their business model also just from the outside <laughs> and then yeah the I don't know once we got into it it was a whole experience in and of its own Are you going to elaborate on that? <laughs> so here's something that we tell our coaches when we start. Like if, if there's a new person in your class, whether they're new or visiting, like that's one of the first things you address in your whiteboard brief is introduce this person. You know, they're, they're probably standing there equally as uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, she, this coach didn't acknowledge that we were not from there. And actually it was the member, the one that had, had been guiding us around at the end of the coach's like little talking spiel introduced us, said that we were from Canada, which I was like, thanks. Hey, hi everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's so bizarre. So that wasn't a really good start. Wasn't really a good feeling. That's for sure. And then, yeah. yeah so like things that, that like I judge and I'm just going to use the word judge. Cause that's like literally what it is. You're like judging the coaching. Like the coach never spoke directly to us for her whole brief about the workout. She stared at the whiteboard and talked to the whiteboard instead of the class. It was odd. And the workout was like, holy moly. It was like two really long Metcons with no scaling parameters. And like, it was just inappropriate for what was actually going on there and I you know and like it might be an experience of the coach like I actually don't know anything about her so I don't want to make any assumptions I don't know anything about her um but I think that when you give a general whiteboard brief like you have a certain standard of like the things you should cover right here's the workout here's what we're doing here's what these movements are here's what I'm looking for and here's how I want you to scale them are there any injuries you know and like off we go type of thing. But there was like no instruction given. And I was just thinking that if like I was a new person walking in, I was not prepared to start that workout, you know? Mm -hmm. Did she, did the coach even ask you about like your background or any injuries like that? Like, no, she figured I knew everything just because I owned a gym. She didn't ask me a okay. question. She didn't even ask me if I like owned a gym. I was the one that told her. Oh, okay. Which is Which not is a great assumption to make. No, it's not. Definitely not. Okay. Interesting. I feel like that programming issue is something that you've run into more often than not when you've traveled to different gyms. Absolutely. Like, and just way too much stuff programmed for an hour class. Yeah, to get quality coaching in, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, that's why we run our program the way it is. It's like one workout and that's it. There's no strength and then a workout. There's no mech on and mech on. It's like, it just is what it is. And that one thing mm-hmm. is all we're doing today because the, the plan to lead up to that workout is so thorough and like, we're actually coaching. Right. And we've allotted time to do that stuff. But I mean, the workout in and of itself, I think when I did the math, it was like 42 minutes out of your 60 minute class for this like normal everyday middle of the week workout, you know, like all our Saturday workouts sometimes run long in our own gym, you know? Yeah. And the holiday workouts for sure. I think those special occasions have a time and place type of thing. But on like, I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday we were there. It was nuts. And I mean, that just kind of set up the whole experience, you know? So this like 10 minute whiteboard brief that is supposed to be about three minutes already ate into the 18 minutes you had allotted for like coaching. And it, our mm-hmm. warm up was so quick and with no cues or instructions given. And it was like, we did some barbell movements and that was it. Start loading your bar and get ready for the weights that you're going to be using in this workout, which was an ex- extending um, clean ladder to start and it was heavy so like technique instruction um, you know time to load plus there was like four other movements that we were covering in that workout from start to finish and all we did was do barbell cleans in our warm-up because yeah, you had some like gymnastic stuff that you muscle didn't ups. Even warm up right? it was muscle ups on the list and she said to me in passing she's like oh you're going to do muscle ups and I was like no like I haven't, I haven't even done a pull-up yet or like anything that resembles a pull-up. I'm not going to jump up on the rings right now and bust out like, and it was high volume. It was like 20 muscle-ups or something. Yeah, no, thank that's you. Nuts. That's crazy. But like in the same breath, I'm not saying that every gym that you visit is going to go like this, right? You know, no. I've had excellent experiences. I've been to other gyms that like also developed some of the standards that we have now today in how I wanted to run my business. I modeled a lot of what I did in the early years after Invictus and CJ um, because CJ was my coach at the time in San Diego. And so I'd go down there and I'd watch him because he would, he ran this really successful gym at the time. And it was awesome being on the inside and just pulling pointers out of, you know, what he was doing and being like, yeah, that's cool. I like what he's doing there and taking that and bringing it back home. So there are good experiences. I've had an experience that was like completely different than yours um, in Czech Republic, um, which was a cool experience to be at a gym there because it was like in the basement, like stone curved ceilings. Like oh, if cool. there was a tall, a tall person doing like an overhead squat, no way, like because you would hit the ceiling. And like they had an outdoor spot for like rowing, so it was super cool. But and I and I can't remember, and I don't even know if I asked at the time if they're predominantly like a tourist stop, like if that's just how their gym operates, or if they have a. I feel like they had a strong membership though, um, but it was literally like open gym twenty four seven, and the coach just hung out there. The workout was on the whiteboard. And it was like, warm yourselves up, work your way through the workout. See you later. Goodbye. It, they don't even run classes. Like they have class, they have class blocks because I remember we went for like a 9am class. Um, but it was just like, 
nobody was there. The coach introduced himself and it was back squats and then a Metcon and he popped in and saw us once or twice, but that was it. It was super bizarre. Did they talk English? Uh, yep, he did. Like a little broken English, but yeah, he did. But like, again, I don't know what he was like as a coach because he didn't coach anything. Like it was literally open gym. And it's, and I mean, that's kind of like what the affiliate model is, you know, you run your business how you want to type of thing. Yeah, that's interesting. And slightly disappointing because like you wanted to work out with people and not just show up because like I could have stayed at the hotel and done a workout at a hotel gym, right? Like it was, I was going for the experience to work out with other people and in a different culture kind of thing, but. And to see what other communities feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just super Um, weird. The gym that we used to go to in Maricopa before it shut down, it was a, it was a building owned by, or like a gym owned by eight people, first of all. Whitney shaking her head right now yeah um but they had a really good community too and it was such a small little building it was probably like 2,000 square feet if not less and it was long and narrow and it was just like a very intimate environment like everybody was close and there was a lot of people in there all the time um they were very enthusiastic and loud and it, it was a it was a very unique community to be a part of and I say be a part of Mm because I became friends with a lot of those people um Mm -hmm. and I would always think to myself that some of these people in this gym like if they came to to my gym just how like out of the culture they would be you know just with how loud and shouty and the way that they are just doesn't that's not how our culture is like that Mm -hmm. to that extreme on the spectrum I used to think that myself think that to myself all the time he's like I wanted them to come visit and see what our gym was like these guys were my friends but I would always laugh to myself I'm like man our membership would be like what the who (laughs) great people though (laughs) it's just so different culture right like yeah community is so different yeah it doesn't matter where you go though like as soon as you mention like I do CrossFit or I'm part of this gym they either know that like if it's say you're going somewhere in Canada, right? Like they either know what gym it is that you're coming from, or they're just pleased that you're a CrossFitter and you have that, like that general understanding between the two of you of this like thing that you share. And that's yeah. a cool, cool piece about it. For sure. And I think that's why I always encourage our members to drop into places when they're traveling, just to like, because that experience is so cool. Like you can be anywhere and just, know that you crossfit and you can have literally like family almost like anywhere you are in the world because that's just what the global community is like um but just the experience like the good and the bad it is it makes you appreciate what you have and if you can take away something that's great that you can learn it's an an amazing opportunity to do that yeah so I was going to say that like it makes you appreciate what you have tell us about what happened when you went back to Ontario Tell us about your gym's experiences there. Uh, I, I actually shouldn't say it was only two. I had three 
more long-term gym experiences, one a little bit shorter than the other. Um, when I went to Toronto, first of all, when the gym, when our gym was moving to the other side of town, I remember the members on this side of town being mad that they'd have to drive across town. When I was in Toronto, I would have to drive 30 minutes like in traffic or take a bus and the subway together. So my commute to the gym was 30 minutes and pay for parking <laughs> or, or, or whatever transportation or walk to the gym from the subway stop. Um, that gym had good coaching. I actually didn't, I, I appreciated their coaching. Um, they were great with progressions and all of that stuff. Um, the first time going in there though, their setup in terms of warm up was like, you come early to class and you start the warm up on your own. It's like on the whiteboard. Yeah, go. Was that the gym that we met Penny Alexiak at? Yes, it was. <laughs> Special sidebar to our listeners. We worked out with Penny Alexiak one day. <laughs> well, and I say worked her. out with, yeah, it was beside her. And holy crap, is she tall? Very tall. If you want to see a picture, just ask because we have a picture. <laughs> but very tall. And I also tell people I watched her fall off the assault bike one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that gym, their setup was get there, start the warm up. So, like, if you showed up right at like five o'clock for the five o'clock class, half the class has already done the warm up because they were there 10 minutes early, sort of thing. So, that was a little weird. I think they gradually started to change how that ran. We used to do um, that in the very first gym, and I hated it. Yeah, I probably only bizarre. did that for like a year. And that was just because I didn't understand the value of like a general warm up at that time. I was too mm -hmm. elementary into my coaching career. Yeah. Um, and like, again, coaching was great. Programming was, was good. No complaints there. It was the, and again, this is in Toronto, so big city, the clicks that were there, like it was very obvious that this was, like a very clicky gym and it was hard to be a new person coming into it. Um, so that was tough. And I remember when you came to visit and you dropped in and we left and I said to you, I said, does it feel like everybody knows this inside joke and you don't? And you're like, yeah, it totally feels that way. Like it just felt like you weren't a part of them. And like, I had been there for a few months and I think it probably took close to eight months to slowly start to feel like I belonged at that gym and I don't know why because everybody was super nice but it just felt it just had this vibe and it was really tough um not the cleanest gym by any means um that is such an important thing yeah like that is such an important thing I actually I think cannot stand pulling a foam roller down getting on the ground and I am covered in just dirt and dust and grime that's been there for like months and I don't know if it's like and I know you're talking about Toronto but like I don't know if it's an American thing or what because it doesn't rain in some of these places and you know what I mean like yeah well I would say like the gym space itself was okay it was the bathroom at this one that I oh. just they were not and like just a little rundown and I know they renovated them like just after I had left or as I was leaving um which was much needed so that was good but like those things matter absolutely like a lot a lot a lot um 
yeah, like I really liked the coaching there um, and eventually started to fit into the community, but it wasn't like this instant thing. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting experience in terms of community wise. And then when I moved to a different place in Ontario, I'm a bit of a smaller town. Um, community wise, people were super friendly and welcoming, but the coaching faltered, right? It was like, okay, we do this warm up, and the warm up had nothing to do with the movement that you were doing that day. I've also done and that too. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we're, we're lifting heavy and we're squatting, but we've done no like hip opener stuff, like I or air squats in our warm up. Um, and there was like no progressions taught or anything like that. It's like, okay, you've got like 10 minutes to work on your snatch, three, two, one, go. And you were left on your own, like just figure, work your way through this rep team. No, like three, two, one, everybody lifts or anything like that. Like you were just on your own for 10 minutes and then we'd move to another movement. And again, not enough time to work on skill development and stuff when they doubled it up and with like a strength and Metcon. And then they also got into a strength cycle, which got super, for me, boring. Like, I don't like to know that every Friday is going to be bench press day. Because I don't want to bench press every Friday. And I don't want to back squat every Tuesday. Like, for me, that's boring. Um, and that just became this ongoing thing. And, and, it would, and because it's the strength cycle, and we're now trying to fit in these Metcons, it just it was, it was a lot. It was, I don't think my fitness improved when I was at that gym. Ooh. That's a I tough think one. Because they were, they were trying to do too much, right? More is not like, always better. We've definitely covered yeah. that topic before on the podcast, but like more is For not sure. better. Yeah. I would say my fitness improved at the gym in Toronto and then it didn't improve at the, the gym I went to after. Um, like do less and do it better. Yes, yes for sure. hundred um, percent. But again, good community. So that like, it, it's hard to find the best of everything. And then when I was at that gym, I... I'd gotten my level one and I wanted to start coaching, but I didn't want to do any internship at that gym because I didn't like how they coached. That's fair. So I left that gym kind of part-time. Like I went and took class because it was like five minute walk from my house. Um, super convenient. Uh, but I drove probably 25 minutes to another gym closer to where I worked. And I started interning there. And I, when I went to drop in for a class, um, they were super welcoming. They had good programming. So I felt this third gym in Ontario was the closest to what CrossFit function was. Good coaching, progression, scaling, um, not over-programmed. And like people were welcoming when you walked in, the coach introduced you, all of that stuff. So it kind of was more full package. Full package. Yep. What was like, because you would, you would tell me often, you're like, oh, I miss the gym. Like, what was the thing that stood out the most, you know, that made it didn't feel like home? 
I think it depended on like what part was missing. Like it's that full package thing, right? Like in Toronto, I appreciated the coaching so much and, and probably I, and like, if I'm completely honest, I probably appreciated it more than the coaching that had happened at CSF. I think we've improved upon our coaching a lot. Um, since then, um, but I really appreciated the coaching in Toronto, but the community was missing. So I missed the community at CFS. And then I moved to the gym that had the community, but the coaching and programming wasn't great. So I missed that. So it's like you, I, you couldn't get everything that you needed. And I didn't stay long enough at that third gym because life happened and um, to experience what that would have looked like, but it was trending in the right direction. But and I think being in bigger centers where you don't know these people outside of the gym is tough too, right? I think Absolutely. there's a benefit, a benefit to being in a small town. And I was talking to somebody today or the other day. Oh, I was talking to a mentor in Ireland and he lives in one of the bigger centers in Ireland. And he had asked me about my day and I was like, yeah, like I had to go pick up a member from getting her car fixed and get her to the gym. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, that's what we do here. And I was like, oh, I had to help a member move on the weekend. He's like, like, what? I was like, yeah, like, we're a small community within the gym, but within the city, like, we know everybody, like, we know about their lives, like, this is how we operate. And I think that's just a foreign concept for some people. In Especially in the bigger like, cities. And being yeah. in larger centers, like, just not understanding, like, my PT client text me yesterday and was like my car's breaking down I was like okay tell me where to come pick you up I'll come get you and we'll work out after like without hesitation like you just make that gesture and I think being in those larger centers just takes away that opportunity um which is unfortunate because I I appreciate that about our gym what was the best thing about returning then um the community the people I think okay Okay. The whole I package. Think, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and not to say that I think seeing some evolution of CrossFit function and where we are now versus where you were before, I think there's been some big changes for the better um, that makes it the whole package. Now, I think maybe in the past, some things were missing and stuff and done differently. Like, like you said, with the warm up, like that's a big deal. And making that adjustment so that it is all inclusive um, and you are gathering your group together and starting together. I think that stuff is super important. So being open to make those changes so that you can have the best version possible. I think if you're not like, cause we're now on year 11, right? Like if you're yeah. not evolving, there's a yeah. dot, dot, dot there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool to see. Like I like that I I can look back and I've been a member long enough to see the change. I think that's super important. And and I appreciate being able to see that change again for the better. Um another part is like when our clients move or mm -hmm. they're away for work. And I love that they trust us enough to come to us and be like, Hey, I'm going to this city and here are the gyms. 
or they may not even know what gyms are in that city. It's like, where should I go? And yep. most times I can point out a place that's appropriate or would be a good comparison or something that like somewhere I would trust for them to go. Yeah. Or you at least have a connection to ask somebody else. if You yeah. don't know, right? Like there's, there's lots of different people you could reach out to if it's like in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah. That's Almost like awesome. a six degrees of separation from like a global CrossFit perspective, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's like big, but it's small at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I might have to do my open workout, my first one at this same gym. Oh boy. (laughs) At least they know who you, they know who you are now. Well, maybe she may not remember. (laughs) <laughs> that's different too though like experiencing the open at a different gym and how they run things is also yes. very different because I've done that too it's weird and I've done it from again from the middle of my competitive career when it had to be this big main event type of thing you know so like going through the hoops of when can I do this so I can set up my camera and there's not going to be people walking in front of it and this and that and so I remember doing this uh, overhead squat, chest to bar. Um, it was like you had to beat the time cap to progress to the next round. So in like yeah, four yeah. minutes, you, you had to do, I think it was in 16 or 15 maybe. Anyways, and uh, so they let me, I coached a class for them. And then they let me set up after and the whole like class and some other people came down to watch because they, they, they had heard that I was like this competitor from Canada. <laughs> I laugh about it now but so I I was doing this workout and they taped all their bars oh and it was butterfly chest to bar and my hands just absolutely actually that was the year we got married so I I got married with my hands just absolutely torn to shit (laughs) because of this this tape on the bars and just like how wild everyone was going and they didn't even know me but they were just happy to be a part of the excitement and everything it was kind of it was fun except for the hand part that's stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah I the gym in Toronto did like a Friday night lights thing I forget I think they did on a Saturday um and that was kind of cool like and again by this time I had felt more part of the community so it was neat to do that um and then the other gym they just did it in class and it wasn't as exciting. Yeah. We, we've done that too. Yeah. With our morning classes, at least on the Fridays. Yeah. I give it like a six out of 10 on the excitement scale. Yeah. We did it the year we, we did it the year we moved too. Oh yeah. On the Friday, we did it all classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it was October. That was, yeah. they put the double open that year yeah and there was lots going on and yeah yeah the double open yeah it just wasn't the same I was yeah. telling somebody my funny drop-in story the other day a couple days ago maybe last week about dropping into a gym in Saskatoon early in my CrossFit career I think this oh, was yeah. before I owned the gym and I drove to Saskatoon I was late for the class so I run in and I run in the change room and I get changed and they're sitting in a circle stretching and they're, they're in their uh, pigeon stretch. So I 
sit down and I get in my pigeon stretch and everyone's kind of like oddly looking at me. And I just like put my head down because I was trying to get deeper into my stretch. And then I realized my Lululemon shorts were on inside out with my lining on the outside. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That's, that's funny. That is funny. All right. Episode 71. Listener questions. I want to know other people's drop-in experiences, where they went and like how they would how they would rate it, things like community coaching, programming, you know, the all of these things that we've talked about. I love hearing other people's stories, you know, because people travel all over the place. And here's an interesting comment because we did have somebody go away for the summer and he was at um a gym regularly there. And his comment was it wasn't the same as us, but he had interactions with different coaches and his experiences were different, which personality-wise, sure, rightfully so, but coaching-wise, they were different. And I thought that was interesting because I know we work really hard where it doesn't matter which class you go to with us, you are going to be coached very similarly. Every coach has a different style and a way to interact and stuff, but you are going to get the same quality product at whatever class you go to so I thought that was interesting because he had a class with somebody and he was just like yeah she didn't really coach me and then he had a class with somebody else he's like yeah it was like a way better class and felt more like home but we work really hard to not let people have that experience like it doesn't matter what class you go to um so that was interesting especially with him being gone so long that's a great comment yeah yeah and I just love that our our, our community knows what good coaching is and what bad coaching is. That makes me happy. We have smart members. We do. We have very smart members. Very, very smart ones. All right, listener questions. Fire your stories our way. I want to read these stories. And if you haven't dropped in somewhere that you've been traveling, I want to know why. Like, did you not know that you could? Um, were you scared or like nervous and just didn't want to go through that? Yeah. Tell me why. And if you would now, after listening to this episode, would you go in and do it now that, you know, what do you think they're going to say? Is this, is this episode compelling enough to convince them? Oh, I don't know, but I really wish people would. Oh, when we talked in our open podcast, not that long ago, the member who did the open in Hawaii and like was super terrified, but had the most amazing experience. Like go mm-hmm. do the scary, go do the scary thing. It's 60 minutes. It's CrossFit. You know what you're doing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just CrossFit. Yeah. It's just another workout and you might learn something new or come to appreciate other things that your coaches do for you that you probably hate in the moment. <laughs> I think that's a good line to end on. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Episode 71. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Talking about dropping in at other gyms.